I'm not a big like horror fan, but yeah, but like Jordan Peele makes good movies. Yeah, Jordan <laughs> no. Peele makes good movies. Uh, great place to start. What's going on, everybody? How's it going today? Wade Zank out of Connor O'Neill. Uh, back on a Tuesday this week, and it was a very a tornado warning Tuesday, Tuesday Connor. We had a tornado warning on Sunday night here in Eastern Ontario, even though it is windier today as we record on Monday afternoon without a tornado warning than we got last night with a tornado warning. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty windy here in the Limestone City, but uh, no, last night was, last night was pretty wicked city. here. <laughs> last night was pretty wicked i mean chicago takes the cake on that but i will make it make a damn strong argument for kingston being like at least ontario's windy city man good lord always never fails um like rain like, in yeah. ottawa on game day but yeah i i was talking to one of my friends he's like oh i think they uh they gave like a preemptive tornado warning because people in ottawa last time like were caught off guard by it well so my girlfriend's family was up at, at their family cottage, which is um, uh, like an hour and a half north of Kingston. If you know where Caladar is, anybody that's from around this area might. But they're so they're an hour and a half north of Kingston, Ontario, and they had tor- tornado warnings. And like the tornado warnings up there are for real. Like when I was a kid, we had a family cottage um, about two and a half hours north of Kingston. And there was a tornado warning and we were all like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, what it is. And when we came out the next morning, like all that it was like our barbecue cover got blown off. So we we're like, whatever. And we were getting calls. They're like, there's trees down everywhere, mass devastation. And we're all like, this is BS. No way, no way. So we drive into town. Sure enough, the roof clean off the home hardware. Nice. Yeah. So that was like tornado warnings, like up, like up, like up an hour and a half way. or it's like up yeah. that way, two hours north of us. Like it's for real up there. Around here, like it gets pretty, pretty bad and windy, but the lake keeps everything a little bit, a little bit up, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like we got some rain for sure last night, but I was like tornado warning. Like it says over by midnight. I was up till midnight just watching football and then just like staying up on my laptop afterwards doing schoolwork. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, like tornado warning, like what the hell? And then our power started to flicker because the thunderstorms. And I'm like, okay, but that's it's not even windy and there's no rain. So like, what the hell is going on? Oh, but, dude, I was working away last night and like I could see the the thunder, the lightning and hear the thunder in the distance. And I was like, oh, please, God, if the power is going to go out, just give me one more hour. I was hot spotting, man. I was I was going after the hot spots all night long, uh, just to avoid that issue when I was doing my schoolwork. But uh, speaking of tornado warnings, it was a whirlwind of a weekend in the CFL. It was. And I know <laughs> I'm going to let you get to your weekend here uh, in just a second. And I know I, I don't say much uh, about the CFL anymore and I, I can't really. So I will say this, it's not analytical, like, but I, I will say this, this year through seven weeks has been a hell of a year. It has been so exciting. There's been great games week in, week out. And I'm not saying there hasn't been, uh, you know, years like this in the past, but it just feels like kind of after everything that's happened after the pandemic, after these last two and a half, really, really weird years, like it just seems this year, everything is just kind of like, okay, like collective sigh of relief. We're like, all right, we're good. We're here. Man, I, I, I don't know what you, I feel like it's more chippy this year than in years past. 
everybody wants to win so bad. Maybe maybe it's like recency bias though, because we had the uh, like the the touchdown Atlantic skirmishes, and we had some some extracurriculars like talking like off the field between players. But I don't know, like just like in a football sense, like the games feel just like much more high intense in the intensity. I guess Jesus, I can't do English today. Um, but yeah, no, like it it just feels so much better like you're saying after the two years it's so nice to get back to football just pure football put the put the clipboards away and just go absolutely and and with that like the one yeah my one little just like piece of happiness and excitement i guess i will bow out wade i'm gonna kick back relax like you get to do as you analyze and scream at your TV all weekend, much like I might have been. But hey, tell me about your weekend. Uh, well, starting in Ottawa. Okay, uh, we've well, mentioned this before. My parents are season ticket holders for the Red Blacks. Game starts, fumble right away. I get a text from my mom. Who'd you bet on this week? <laughs> oh God, I bet on the Red Blacks. But I, you guys got, you guys know I have not been hot the last couple weeks. So I said, but. Probably not a great thing because I have been an absolute curse the last two weeks in the CFL. Um, so all of a sudden, Ottawa just comes out flying out of the first quarter. And I'm like, wow, is this it? Is the curse finished? Connor, what happened in the second quarter? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Trevor Harris going efficiency mode. Uh, but yeah, oh, they came. man. I, I, yeah, yeah. It was. Dude, it was just like zip, 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 zip. It was just pretty football. Like, there's it no was. analysis needed. Like, you're no, you play yeah, that was... high efficiently or with that high of an efficiency rating. Like, it, the game just looks so. It's like it's, soccer, it's the beautiful game. That's how I feel when a quarterback's on a heater, just ripping balls around the park. And that's what I was going to say. Like, analysis aside, like, whatever it is, like, if you're a fan, if you're a coach, like, a player, it doesn't matter. When a quarterback's on and a quarterback is just kind of like sitting back. And it looks, it's just coming out smooth and easy. And he's, he knows he's on one. That is, that's just, yeah. That's when you get just beautiful passing. Um, but then uh, we get the real fun when it comes into the second half of the game, because God damn, Dom Davis, <laughs> you want to talk about this one. Connor has a little uh, crush on Dominique Davis here for the uh, Montreal Alouettes, seven rushing touchdowns through seven weeks. Uh, I might actually start Don Davis in fantasy one week. Can we get a super flex or we go second QB? Connor, can you can you ring that up with CFL.ca people? I don't know, um, man. You're the commission of our league. That, those, are, those are your duties. That falls on your shoulders. I can't, uh, I can't do that, though. I, I can just X people out of the league or edit photo and name. I can't choose stylistic happenings of the uh, CFL fantasy. That'd be fun. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting like thirty second tangent here, but that that'd be an interesting option to like have the option to play in a super league if you want to, like well, so we can CFL. account for especially so we can account for these these goal line quarterbacks. Like Dom Davis is not an every down quarterback, but you put him on a goal line, he's a weapon. Now the only team that you couldn't do that for is the Argos, which we'll get to, but they uh, they have their own issues on the one yard line. Um, Connor, the missed, uh, the Lewis Ward miss continued this week. Not concerning because he bounced back. Uh, 
But yeah, no, Chandler Worthy, I thought he had a weird game. Return and punch, but then he kind of like, he had the fumble off the start. It was weird. But either way, Ottawa tried to come back, uh, fell short, seven-point loss, 40-33. to I saw people blaming Paul Lapolice for this. Give yourself a shake. Uh, What quarterback has Lapolice had in his two years with the Red Blacks that would cause you to say, wow, he's really had a lot of chances given to him. Uh, he had Caleb Evans all and Matt Nichols all last year. He finally got Jeremiah Mazzoli, and now he's hurt, so he's back to Caleb Evans. Like, what do you expect Paul Lapolice to do when he's constantly having to play with a backup quarterback? Uh, so stop blaming the coach when it's clear that your organization didn't want to pay for a quarterback before, and then when they finally decided to pay for one, he got hurt. It just happens. Uh, Kid Canada's back, 17-12 win. Uh, he was slinging the ball around over the Ticats, but uh, we'll go to Winnipeg, Calaris, Vanilla again. Your guy Dalton Schoen, Connor, monstrous. Uh, and I, then, I didn't start him. Uh, I didn't start him. The one week you don't start your guy. He's going to be too expensive now. Uh, <laughs> then we get the Argos and Rough Riders on the Sunday night cap. I thought that game was quite interesting. Uh, the Argos need to figure out what a goal line offense looks like in the CFL and stop lining up in shotgun to hand the ball off uh, at the six-yard line instead of going under center and maybe handing it off at the three or sneaking it on the one itself. Uh, it just baffles me that they still have this issue while teams like Montreal are pretty much automatic on the goal line. Uh, Saskatchewan had their rough week with uh, injuries and COVID and all that. Uh, so it's a tough one for them to bounce back from, but they will certainly rebound as those guys start to get healthy. All right, Connor. We're back, though. CFL Fantasy this week. Uh, top player was YYC Red Blacks uh, with 85 points. Calaris, Butler, G- Eugene Lewis, Keon Hatcher, your guy Dalton Schoen, and the Toronto Argos defense. Connor, I think YYC Red Blacks has been listening to you about Hatcher and Schoen, and when you went away from your tried-and-true combo, they stepped up. I did. My man, YYC Red Blacks, shout out. To you because hell of a roster hell of a week Dalton shown hell of a play um yeah and I guess like in fantasy this week too anybody that uh like really should have started off the top with this but shout out Andrew Harris for you know reaching the 10,000 yard mark first Canadian in CFL history to do so anybody that played Harris as well this week uh they got rewarded very nicely 143 on like 26 carries or something like that. And then I think he had another like 40 some odd yards in the passing game as well, but. Uh, and a yeah. hurdle. And a hurdle. And the hurdle. Another, and, another hurdle. And an underrated stat for him. He had about 10 helmets lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, I can relate to that though, because it doesn't like, I, I was never one. And I think you probably attest to this too. Like I was never one to like have a tight chin strap on, especially like, we played on de- defenses and stuff like, you know, in Kingston, I'm like talking about Kingston, but like, even as we got into U sports, like communication only gets more important. And in certain positions, like when you're playing, especially DBs, right? Like you're talking all game long. I can't talk if my chin's like 
jammed into my face, man. I can't do it. So yeah, I, I hated mouth guards. I hated chin straps. So my helmet used to pop off a fair amount. I think uh, when we played together, you can attest to that. Once a game, twice a game. Yeah, but it's different when you lose it like five times on a drive when it's one a game. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I would like to say a big F you to uh, Dolagali yesterday for not even throwing the ball to Key and Schaefer Baker. <laughs> I think he had like one attempt, one target. Uh that's a tough week, man. I had Agadosi and Schaefer Baker going. Agadosi got hurt running his first right of the game uh, that he was targeted on, and KSB got one target. So uh, tough looks, but uh, <laughs> what can you do? We still had Kid Canada and Jalen Acklin go big. So uh, with that, though, CFL fa- fantasy, CFP fantasy, uh, we are st- – Still going. If you want to join in, feel free. Ray Perkin still holding number one overall with 610 points on the year. Uh, so he's he's keeping his lead going. But uh, we have one more uh, group for one big thing. But before we get there, if you want to check out the best sports book in the country, head over to coolbet.ca. Daily boosted odds, a wide variety of sports, and it is Canadian, truly Canadian. So head over to coolbet.ca to get in on the action. Connor, the final conference, the final leg in our one big thing for the 2022 season, the Atlantic University sport, the AUS. It's like one of my favorite conferences in eSports. Doesn't get enough love, and I will die on that hill. On my, on my tombstone, I want two things. I want two things. I want JT Barrett was down and loved the AUS. Oh, yeah. we uh, For our listeners that did not see this news, JT Barrett actually signed to be an uh, offensive assistant with the Detroit Lions. So My Connor now has stage. to cheer. Connor now has to cheer for JT Barrett. He was are down. You, he was down. Are you okay? he does it. Um, am I okay? No, I'm never going to get over that. I just that's like that's like he's coaching your team. sports history. He's an offensive assistant. I wouldn't call him a coach. Well, I mean, you guys need all the help you can get, so you might want to call him a coach. I think we'll be okay. I think we're gonna be okay. Jamison Williams, fastest rookie in Madden, ninety-eight overall speed. Hey, hold on, hold not on. to Talk mention that Aiden Hutchins. Oh my gosh, did you see what Aiden Hutchinson looked like in the offseason? Take about take this in. Uh, Devin Allen is an Olympian hurdler for the United States, hundred and ten meter hurdles. He has ran the third fastest time in history in the 110 hurdles. Uh, he's now signed with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Not one of the top 10 fastest players in Madden. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So you're telling me that this man has the third fastest time ever running a track and field sprint. But we're not going to put it like his jumping better be high. His speed better be high. That's all I'm going to say. Won awards for being fast. Yes, quite literally. <laughs> um, so that's where we are on Madden right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to, to get the game going. Uh, I'm going to start my franchise with Zach Wilson this year. I, I did not buy Madden 22. So I got I to gotta make up for my – I always start with a rookie. You know that. Yep. So I got to make up for it last year. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson this year. It's my guy. Okay. Okay. And we will be wearing the Jets black helmets. Yeah, those are sick. 
I was really afraid. I'm glad only like certain teams, like again, just for anybody that hasn't seen it, like the NFL has put out a certain number of alternate helmets and throwback helmets this year. And I am very glad that they limited the number of teams uh, to do that because I, I was really scared for what they were going to do with <laughs> Detroit. And I did not want an all blue helmet. We're good. We have our Thanksgiving alternates that are also a throwback that are cool. People like those plain silver, blue and silver. And then I think the Eagles would look cool with the black helmet. But if you're going with the Kelly green uniforms this year, like they are, I wanted the Kelly green throwback. Helmet how do you, so bad, how do you dude. not, how do you miss that opportunity? How do you wear Kelly green jerseys and not Kelly green? Cause like you can change the stickers on the black, but yeah, it, it's it not look the same. Yeah, no. All right. Drop the US time, Connor. We are uh, starting with the lone conference conference school that is uh, not technically a Maritimer is there in Quebec. Bishops. 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 We are not playing high school backcountry football. No. Nope. You can run the ball as much as you want, but you had the least efficient passing attack in the conference. 79 of 160, so less than 50% completion with 10 interceptions. Oh, and only five touchdowns. Five touchdowns isn't bad, uh, but come on, man. Uh, you have double the interceptions to touchdowns. You can have a great running game all you want, but if you're going to be taken seriously and be a contender in the conference, it's time to develop a passing attack, put it together, and make yourself a viable offense on the field. I agree with everything you said, but I'm going to flip to the defensive side of the ball for this one. Um, man, Bishops, 135 points. You were averaging or allowing, I should say, allowing 22 and a half points a game, second most in the conference. Also allowing 320 yards per game, second most in the conference. Need to see that cleaned up. They had six interceptions on the year, eight fumble recoveries, eight sacks. I mean, you've got to get to the quarterback. You've got to stop letting teams into the end zone. The only team that had, you know, more yards and points allowed was St. Mary's. Take this in. They had the second best time of possession, but they still had to lead the league in tackles. So people just dicing them up, death by a thousand cuts. There, Bishop, has, that's what is a little bit frustrating with me about Bishops is that there's pieces there and they've shown flashes and they've shown that they're capable to be a good team. But when you're allowing this many yards, when you're not competitive in, in what is, you know, becoming crucial in the past game in the AUS now, like we saw with Acadia, they won with Hunter Gennard, right? Like, and then Fagnon with X was a dynamic passer. Uh, one final note on Bishops here, Connor. They were great on PATs. They went 11 for 11. But uh, actual field goals, 0 for 9. Can we sign a kicker? Uh, that's uh, that's J.J. Molson numbers right there, man. That makes J.J. Molson look like Justin that, Tucker. Yeah, that makes J.J. Molson look good, actually. <laughs> okay, uh, you lead us off now, Mount A. Where Mount are you going? A, much like Bishops, uh, yeah, my thing, my, my thing for Mount A isn't 
like one player based or it's more so side of the ball based. And I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball. I want to see their offense find the end zone more, man. Like I think Mount a can be a good team, but they got to start finding the end zone. They only had eight touchdowns last year compared to St. of X's 20 compared to Bishop's 11, 94 points on the year, averaging 15.7 points per game. Um, I just, yeah, I would like to see them hit the end zone a little bit more on the year. Uh, for me, it's defensive dominance for uh, Mount A. Can it continue? 10 INTs, 14 sacks in six games. Uh, that's quite impressive. Uh, so they had lots of turnovers, lots of negative plays. Uh, but with that, they still were unable to break through when it mattered and get to, uh, and win the Loney Bowl. So uh, I'd like to see how AUS uh, teams adjust to their defense, but for Mount A, keep doing what you're doing. You guys uh, finished five and one. You're right there. Just no massive change. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Hard to disagree with that. Uh, St. Mary's, man. We have uh, some excitement going on in St. Mary's. And I think like both of us can safely say that, that we're looking forward to seeing what the Samara era is going to look like in Halifax. They were like, let's be honest, in terms of, you know, yardage totals, points, defensive side of the ball, like St. Mary's last year was not where they have been in the past, to be nice about it. And when Samara was there, they were a phenomenal, they were a phenomenal team. So I'm curious to see what this team is going to look like under Samara. What is it going to look like in 2022 versus when he was there? But I will stop rambling you, and let you, missed, you. You missed this. In the rundown, you have Samara era. Yeah. The Samara. Oh, uh, wow. I Come suck. on. <laughs> I suck. The Samara. Damn but it. You just, that's good. Instead of the A R A H, it's yeah. S U M hyphen yeah. era. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll put a graphic together for that. Yeah, that's uh, going to be a thing. That's way too thing. good. But uh, Damn. When we look at it, like, can he bring back his winning ways? We saw him leave. We saw him go to Carlton, build that team from scratch into a playoff team yearly. Mind you, last year, they, they made the playoffs without Tanner DeYoung, who broke his ankle. But they were going to be a powerful team. Uh, how quick does that turnaround happen at SMU? Because it took a couple of years with Carlton. Obviously, they brought in all new guys. But SMU has some playmakers. Shedler Fervius is still out there. Uh, he's a dynamic playmaker. So you have some pieces around your team. I just want to see how quick this turnaround can come. And uh, just one more thing to say about, about SMU, I guess, because this is our wish, wish list. It is, I guess, uh, as we're recording it on the Monday, it actually is July 25th. So if I might get a Christmas in July wish in here, can we get a rebrand, please? Can I please get a new logo for SMU? I know they just got one, but like, it's not good. That's my wish. I'm sorry. Wow. They have, <laughs> I'm, I know, I know that sounds bad, but like, they have such a great color scheme and a great logo. There's so many things you could do with that great moniker. Like, I don't know, man. Like, the new the the new it rebrand looks childish. For, it looks bad yeah i know what you're saying all right uh we're moving on to a team that has a classic logo 
Classic colors, uh, classic logo, looks good. Classic no track complaints. around the field that is golden, like the X rings they hand out. That is Saint Effects, of course. Uh, pretty easy, Connor. 111 yards per game on the ground. We saw him take over in the second half of the season as they went heavy into the ground game. Ride the bus. Bring it on, Malcolm Bussey. Let's go. I know they have Fagnon and Zakia Kareem and all these great weapons. Teams are going to have to spread out and cover it, leave it empty boxes. Just hammer it home. The wheels on the San FX bus go round and round, and Malcolm Bussey is the driver. Yeah. Their, their offense has to run through through Malcolm Bussey this year. It has to. And I know they have good playmakers on the outside, and I know they've got a good quarterback, but I think uh, if you lean on Bussey, if we see a Western-style offense in St. FX, it'll be it, – it, it will be their conference to lose this year, I think, in my opinion. But um, my wish list, again, uniform-based here for St. FX, white out, white out, white out. I need a white helmet with a navy blue X on it. I need white jerseys. I need white pants. I need white gloves. I need white cleats. I need so two out of three socks. there. They got two out of three already. I know. I need an all-white X helmet. Just invert what they have now. All-white helmet, navy blue striping, navy blue X. That's what I need. But for real, my uh, my real my real wish for for X this year is player based this time around. Uh, Anthony Fetchin has a has a chance to be one of the better defensive players in the conference this year, and I want to see him take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, if you look at what he did last year, I mean, thirteen half tackles, one sack. But I mean, again, he's he's one of these guys. He's six four two thirty three. He's one of these guys that's uh, truly truly a mess of play up guy out in that conference, and I, I think that much like Cam Lawson did in the OUA, like, sure, is he going to show up on the stat sheet every game? Probably not, but, like, he's going to make these plays that are impactful on almost every single down. So I think without being one of these guys that stuffs the stat sheet, I I think he has a chance to still be one of the best linemen in that conference. Okay. I'd like to see him put on some weight, uh, build a CFL. 6'4", 233, what do you want to see him at, like 250? Yeah. Okay, that's and not then, that's uh, not uh, that, that's not unrealistic though. I mean, he's already at two thirty three. Who's to say he hasn't worked his ass off all summer and gotten up to like two forty, two forty three? Yeah. Uh, finally, Acadia finish offensively. Lots of yarding yardage, one of the top in the conference, but thirty eight percent red zone touchdowns last year. Uh, you got to finish when you're in tight like that. Is what all offense is trying to do. All defense are trying to stop you from doing. Uh, but if you're going to kind of have a resurgence here without Hunter Gennard, red zone's the easy spot to start finishing out drives and maximizing your points. And my thing, my thing, I guess, for Acadia is, like, what does this almost entirely new offense look like? Their leading rusher, Cole Estabrooks, not there anymore. And after that, it was their quarterback, Patterson, who had 152 yards on the ground and was the second leading rusher on the team. So it's a young offense. Esther Brooks, who was your kind of your main guy last year, carrying the ball, not there for you. Uh, Gledhill, I don't know if he will be returning or not. And then after that, it's Perry, who had 146 yards through the air. So this is a young offensive team. We know Katie is well coached and will be a good football team or has shown that they can be a good football team, but it's just a matter of, is it going to take a couple games to figure it out? And in an eight game season, 
how many games because you can't afford to figure it out for three games because by that point, if you're 0-3, you have to essentially run the table to get back into a playoff spot. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, how effective they'll be in the playoffs with a Mount A, with a Mount A and an X sitting there at the top. Um, but to me, like Acadia, this is a bottom bottom out kind of year if there was going to be one because Bishop is going to be developing. Smew made the move to bring in Samara. It's just kind of where does Acadia fit into this East Coast conference and what do we see from this conference going? Yeah, I, I agree entirely. I don't know any of the answers. I don't think we can even begin to think we know any of the answers, but we're excited to watch the football. Excited to get you sports football back. And I will say off that little verbal verbal slip you had on, on the Mount A's where you almost called them the Mounties. How is nobody taking advantage of that yet in U sports? How do we not have a university of something Mounties? Uh, probably because nobody That's wants a, to use that. Well, be amazing. just wait because Toronto Metropolitan University. Oh, can we, can we talk about awful. that before we close it out? Because those name choices are bleeping awful. Let me, uh, awful. Let me pull it up here. I, I know I sent it to you. It was uh, terrible. I think uh, I think it was Preserve that had it. Yeah, uh, it was the Towers, the Bold, and the Meteors. Is that the final three, or are there are there a couple other in there? I think that was. Those allegedly. are like that's like the short list. Towers, Bold, and Meteor. If that's your short list, you need to come up with a whole new short list, man. That's your like we had one brainstorming session idea list. Uh, just, just call them Rams, the Express, dude. man. No, what? just just use Rams, the TMU Rams. I you don't. Have yeah, to I mean, brand I, everything then. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know. It, it, I get why they are. Like, I guess they want to get away from it entirely, and I, I totally get that. But like, TMU Rams does roll off the tongue pretty, pretty well. But I think there's other things in and around Toronto that are far more representative of like. The meteors? I don't know, dude. To me, that's not it. Um, all right. That's it for today, though. I'm I'm are you frozen? No, no, no. I'm good. Uh that's it for today, though. I'm I'm done talking about TMU the Towers. So that's not a awful. good name. I don't like that one. Uh <laughs> uh the uh i just i'm just done with it i can't <laughs> what what brainstorming group throws towers out and is like yo that's a good one uh <laughs> uh if you want to check out the worldwide leader in whistle tech fox40shop.com cfp15 gets you 15 percent off all your whistle needs they also have coaching boards merchandise nautical equipment and more uh cfp15 at foxforshop.com get in on that deal they are the best whistles everyone uses them all referees all top referees so uh it's it's just too good of a deal man i'm excited for thursday i'm excited for this week of cfl football as am i and i think uh i can't remember what game was i was watching one of the games uh, over the weekend and i happened to notice the referee's caller a little uh Little 40 oh, logo on the back there. Oh, so wow. surprise, surprise. And last year when the refs all had to wear masks, they I believe they were Fox 40 masks too. Good stuff over there. Our pal is Fox 40. So before Katie these company. 
<laughs> we're, we're late July here, man. So before these high school seasons start rolling around, coaches get on that action. But that does it for us, as always, at Wade Zank, at Connor R. At Connor R. O'Neill. Oh, check at... out the new Astros song on this episode, by the way. Oh, true. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, I will say, yeah, Kingston. fine, fine. Before we go, before we go, Kingston banned the Astros. Uh, my younger brother, uh, and they worked they worked really hard on this new stuff. So they have some, some new music that they're putting out for the first time in a little bit here. Uh, they will be, if, for all those around the Kingston area, they will be playing a free, it's free, free show at the mansion on August 6th with a couple other local bands. So free show up top at the mansion. Go check them out. August 6th. And yeah, this, uh, this, this track here, the intro track, I can't give it away too much, but this little intro that we've been using, they, uh, juice it up a little bit. So if you heard it at the start, same track, a little more juice to it. I'm excited for what they've got coming. So we'll talk to you guys next week. I'm feeling just as dead as my social life.